It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Presented by DraftKings, I'm Sean. Second, the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real Money Kramer, sports game of the podcast, filling in for Mitch and Pauly. Kramer, happy Wednesday. How are we feeling? Happy Valentine's Day, Sean. Oh, thank you. What'd you uh, give me? I, I, you know, the flowers are up in the room. Hopefully, <laughs> maybe some edible arrangements. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, we got to stay hydrated, get the fruit, uh, sugars. Uh, we're in Vegas. We are it's in the desert, trip. Ryan. Long trip out in the desert, filling in for Mitch and Pauly all week. Uh, yeah. How, how, how were the plays last night? How'd the plays treat you? Well, according to our friend down at the window here at the circuit, he, he was he was less than pleased with your picks. Well, so, yes, I was two and two on my locks. Unfortunately, the dog stuff, the money line dog, big whiff. Butler was hanging around there uh, till the end. Magic got cooked and uh, two and two on my locks. And that includes the Celtics losing by a hook. They were up eight and uh, couldn't get a foul on the other side. That's what's that's what I, I mean. If I had hair to pull out anymore, it would be from betting basketball they're supposed to foul you know eight po- you're up eight points since the nba there's 30 seconds left why are you not fouling Do- i could not make any sense of it very you're annoying. saying the effort is questionable at times <laughs> yeah well <laughs> not even the effort so much it's just like come on the decision whether or not to intentionally foul at the end of the game NBA, I know you, you want to encourage wagering. We need hard rules in the NBA. You have to foul <laughs> if you're under double digits you, up. You want college basketball rules. Or d- uh, double digits down, you have to foul. You're, you're looking for the college basketball. I, I'm just looking for, you know, some consistency because some teams do it. Other teams, it's 30 seconds. Come on, you can hit a couple threes. Never seen uh, Reggie Miller at the Garden. Yeah, no. How'd you do, Ryan? Uh, cer- certainly, uh, well, Providence coming in uh, late for us. That, Providence that was, was nice. nice. That was uh, a nice one. San Diego State again. Yeah, I mean, uh, San Diego State was the uh, game of the night. If you're following the plays, uh, Colby had a really good night. I think he was what five and two. Uh, but Colorado State, 
uh, was up 44 to 30 in at halftime. San Diego State was laying six. I immediately thought it was cooked. Fired off text to Colby, like, oh, awesome, Colby. You know, first day filling in for follow the money. You give us San Diego State. Look what happens. And then the second half, and it was. So, uh, your first thought wasn't to, to double down on the investment? We no. were getting a discount at halftime, Sean. <laughs> we were, and and I should have. Uh, I mean, the second half was just a bloodbath. If you were backing Colorado State and the Rams, 41 to 11. The Rams only put up 11 second half points. Uh, and then Aztecs cover by 10. I mean, that's crazy. From going down 14 in the first half, lane six to being up uh, to, to covering by six or, you know, to winning by 16, covering by a full 10. And just crazy wild ride. Yeah. And then, you know, we had the, the Cincinnati, Iowa state, uh, rock fight. Unfortunately, no. the rock fight favorite Iowa state in this one, uh, they're honestly, the, the takeaway for me on this squad is maybe we need to start reevaluating them. They're, I mean, they're scrappy. They're tough. They, they can, they can drag you out into the deep. We thought the Bearcats were going to drag them into the deep water. It was the other way around. So no, for Iowa, <laughs> Iowa state to go into Cincinnati and to get that win, Hats off to them. I mean, road wins in the big 12. Don't come easy. No. And especially by margin. I mean, that was a really, that was a really nice win for them. Uh, Yeah. It was Cincinnati laying one and a half uh, or maybe on the money line, but yeah, I mean, Bearcats kind of just got worked. It wasn't, there was no offense to be had. Yeah, no, and uh, I had uh, not not to tease ahead to a, f- a future segment, but I did have a fun uh, conversation with a ticket writer on one of the the pizza bets coming up. Uh, but it made me think about because I was evaluating the college basketball card today for a parlay, and it made me think about my parlay yesterday. And I went off the board. Uh, we didn't discuss it with any of our experts throughout the Wisconsin Ohio State game. Yes, the Staplers said Ohio State had had quit all over them. Was not worried about the Staples of Wisconsin. What do they do to me? They allow Ohio State back in the game. They allow Ohio State to get the cover. So another example, got the late number, bet the wrong number. So bad bet on me. Bad bet on you, Ryan. Bad bet on uh, Man, shout out to a producer, uh, Luke, who sent us this uh, while we're talking a little college hoops here. Uh, this is uh, Mid-Major Madness over on oh. Twitter. Uh, right now, uh, looking at the lines here for Valentine's Day, 0-26 Detroit Mercy are five-and-a-half-point favorites over IUPUI. That is, that's bonkers, but you almost, I feel like we almost have to take Detroit Mercy uh, again, which sounds like a hospital uh, and not a, and not a college basketball program. It's have mercy on Detroit. Yeah. I think maybe we're saying it backwards. I, I, the fact that they're favored five and a half, you remember IUPUI, Ryan, I think this was a couple of years back where they had run out of scholarship athletes and they were holding completely open tryouts. Uh, like basically if you had just played any sort of basketball at a competitive level, you had a chance to try out for Detroit or sorry for the IUPUI Jaguars. It was, uh, I mean, what a time to be alive. You have to take Detroit mercy. And now I'm seeing uh DraftKings has this as, uh, uh, Detroit Mercy Lane Five, so a little bit of blind movement already here. What's well, a? I mean, it is a revenge spot. Yeah. Uh, last time they played, twelve point margin. <laughs> it one of the one of the six wins in the cap of IUPUI. So not. I mean, if you pull up the Kempom pages for these teams, there <laughs> bright is, red. There is a tremendous amount of red. 
uh, not the good kind. And so, I mean, we're looking at IUPUI as one of the, the, the third worst three-point shooting team in the nation. So perhaps the tryouts are still needed and they could do some supplementing of their talent here. Uh, do you have a take on this? You're just going to lay the points blindly. Take, take, the, take the, that's the, IU, uh, that's the IUPUI Jaguars. I, I mean, I could go both ways here. One, it's like, why? It, it, sometimes the bookmakers get too cute here with Detroit Mercy, but if they are making a winless team f- that, and it's not a small sample size. I mean, they've had 26 games yeah. of suckiness where they're losing every single game. And uh, you would really have to handicap this as Detroit Mercy, uh, the Titans. Remember the Titans here. You would really have to uh, handicap this as their Super Bowl, right? I mean, but, what other game are they going to win on their schedule? What other, other game are they going to get up for? They did push the chips into the middle of the table on Wednesday, January 17th. Took Robert Morris to double, double overtime. But yeah, I'm with, yeah I, I think Ken Palm sees this as a five-point favorite as well. I, I mean, <laughs> the, the market is converging to Ken Palm as it normally does. Yeah. Uh, how do you lay a point? You can't, you can't though, Sean, you can't lay points with a team that is, that is this bad. I, I do. I understand the dump the Gatorade moment. Like, give me the points. Yeah. Do we just take the IUPUI Jaguars? Yeah. And again, shout out to Kramer. And, and, his and, and the meta- metaphorical significance. I think, of this, I think you got to go money line, right? It's the fact the that this is Jags versus Titans. Little oh, throwback yes. to some AFC South matchups. Yeah, why are they the not past? playing this on Thursday night? This feels like right up the uh, the AFC South a wheelhouse here. Color uh, rush jerseys. Yeah, Mobile. color rush. What happened to those? Uh, I think they got rid of them. <laughs> People were tired of looking at highlighter colors on their uh, TV. There, Ryan. Not only uh, you know interesting night here, college hoops, but. Very interesting night. If you are in our Uber, uh, we besides just kind of hanging out here uh, for filling in for follow the money. We also had a FSGA sports gambling conference, uh, a trade show type thing that we went to a couple events, nothing too crazy coming back uh, the, uh, Uber all time Uber character. And if you think like, Oh, there's only, it's only the taxi drivers in Vegas that are characters. This Uber driver was an extreme character. Yeah, I, w- I would say the best way to describe it would be imagine walking into a comedy club. That was an Uber <laughs> car and, yes. and you didn't have a choice. Uh, you were going to get bullied into laughter. Oh yeah. <laughs> there, there, there certainly were uh, a couple moments where our Uber driver turned around and she just looked at Sean and said, you like that, Sean? You like that? <laughs> well, she was forcing me to laugh. And I, a couple of times I got a pig store and she's like, Oh yeah, I got a pig store from Sean. I'm doing good. And she was, she was loving it. She was talking uh, now who knows what she was making. Where you know, like all great comedians, where does the truth, uh, and uh, she was uh, she dropped uh, some people off at Little Darlings, a uh, strip club establishment, and uh, she heard this song come on, and and none of the dancers were really dancing as good as she could. So she got up there, and she started shaking it around. Uh, didn't mention whether or not she got her uh, took her clothes off. She claims she got like two hundred dollars in tips for only working, you know, fifteen minutes. Meanwhile, she's showing us her Uber thing. She's like, and they want me to drive fifteen minutes over to uh you know uh, flamingo for six dollars i'm not doing it i'm going back to that, little darling that was one of her go-to's like it was the equivalent of her knock knock joke yes uber ain't paying me enough i gotta <laughs> go hop on that pole 
And we're like, okay, that's I, I, this is an awkward moment because we're actually paying you to not be on the pole right now yeah. to be driving us. But I could see how you could feel that way. No, she kept threatening to go back onto the pole, and like, can you just <laughs> take us back to the circuit, please? <laughs> we're tired. We got to wake up in like five hours. Yeah, please. we got to uh, we got to break down some college hoops. She uh, did also have some football takes. Yes, uh, she was very anti Patrick Mahomes. Um, not surprisingly, so we'll we'll see. But if she she's- did, she was saying, "Ah, oh, young buck, I see you, I see you. You're no Tom Brady." She kept saying he was no Tom Brady. She was a 49ers fan. Uh, she seemed a little bummed they uh, they lost. Yeah, I don't think she was buying the Chiefs futures we were talking about yesterday. Short no. price for her. She was not. She did not see the value in getting a uh, Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at plus six fifty. Just just because you want to have a little of that uh, Chiefs action in your pocket. Come. Uh, you know, come the end of the season next year, you're going to be feeling pretty good. You got Chiefs plus uh, 650. Right? Uh, we didn't get her take on the Detroit Mercy game, though. So. No, no. I mean, <laughs> she would have tried out. That, you know what? That our, our Uber She's, I can see her. Detroit IUPUI is getting five points. Oh, man. I don't need the poll. I need a college scholarship. That's, IUPUI. That's, that's how you shoot a three. She just kicks in the door. Let me show you how it's done. She was, uh, she was a card. Love, uh, love her five stars and, yeah. uh, definitely hooked her up with the tip. Uh, Ryan, uh, we got some tips for you and we are also going to be doing, a uh, send in the tip jar tip jar will be open uh, later on. We're going to be soliciting your tips for, uh, tomorrow's episode as well. And, uh, yeah, we got plenty of basketball, some more NFL futures, all that when follow the money here on VEASAN returns. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on v Have you checked out the new v Fresh new look enhanced navigation, but first focus. Daytona 500 betting preview. I'm all over that. Uh, I'm not a NASCAR sharp, but love a little action on the Daytona 500. 2024 College Baseball World Series odds and predictions. Uh, not to spoil it, but uh, we're doing our pizza bets later on. One of us may have a college baseball world series futures uh, to get to all that and more over on the new VEASAN.com. Welcome back everyone to follow the money. I'm Sean second, the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer sports game on podcast, filling in for Mitch and Pauly on the week. Ryan, how does it feel? Day two of waking up at uh, three o'clock in the morning. I'm already adjusting. Uh, it feels like it's 830 in the morning, Sean. I, I'm not even, uh, you know, you can't, I, other than walking through a casino at 330 in the morning and seeing people yes. on the tail end of their bender, it <laughs> feels completely normal. It, it's it's so funny seeing people walk around because there are a couple. Uh, it's mostly people staying up from the night before, but it's very easy to uh, <laughs> distinguish like guy who just got up or is working the overnight shift versus person uh, went on an insane craps run. Uh, the difference at uh, the jackpots, the coffee shop here at Circuit, which uh, shout out to Emma over at jackpots, always hooking it up. The difference is very stark in the people that are getting a coffee. One's probably like sober up uh, before you got to go home. The other, hey, I, I work an overnight. I'm just getting a cup of coffee. I mean, yeah, it's it's the guys like me. I'll take a double shot of espresso <laughs> and, a, you know, double up on the caffeine. Oh, you get the red eye. That thing will uh, that'll put a little uh, that'll that'll get the heart going here on a Wednesday morning. Ryan, uh, it's so fun. I mean, DraftKings, again, it's like, uh, it, it feels like I'm back in New Jersey, Ryan, with that diner menu, little bit of everything, just a massive uh, selection to poke around on. And including, they're already putting up some NFL draft props. Uh, we talked a little NFL draft uh, yesterday. I think it's fun to slowly get ahead of these. Yeah, and you're talking to the guy who broke the internet. One mock draft, it was ranked the highest uh, in all the mock drafts. Again, not making that up, just a uh, hilarious town. It's hilarious how serious some people take their mock drafts, and I got handicapped or just come in and destroy the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a true, uh, it's, on, it's on the mantle, I assume. Above oh, yes. the bed. Yeah, yes. the, the wife's very proud. <laughs> Photo of our wedding and my uh, mock draft uh, banner. Ryan, uh, Brock Bowers. Who is Brock Bowers going to be selected by in the 2024 NFL draft? Uh, right now, it looks like Chargers are the favorite, plus 200. Titans, plus 800. Bears, plus 850. Colts, plus 850. Jets, plus 1,200. Pats, uh, plus 1,200. Broncos, 12 to 1. Bengals, 14 to 1. Especially with someone like Brock Bowers, I do think 
there's value in some of these long shots. You know, up towards the top of the board, it gets a little easier to predict, at least as we get closer. The odds are shaped accordingly. But someone like Brock Bowers, who's going later on, someone may trade up. It's a lot harder to nail down. That's where you can hit some of these uh, long shot props. You're describing variants, Sean. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, uh, I mean, I know Brock Bowers is interesting. It does seem like um, the odds... The fans, everyone seems to think he's going to be the Chargers pick. And it's it almost feels so Charger that it has to be the Chargers pick. I, I will say, I wonder, I mean, maybe it's just that we're snake bitten a little bit from the Kyle Picks, uh, the Kyle Pitts experiment. But it, I, I wonder, like, is this guy going to be a two-way tight end that warrants a top five, top ten pick? Um, but yeah, Chargers at two to one. How can you buy that? These draft props are crazy. You said we got to get in early on it. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That it's all information trade. So the chances that the books are wrong, the chances that that these markets uh, are inefficient from now until the, the the day of the draft are probably pretty accurate. Uh, that being said, everything I've read suggests that the Chargers love Brock Bowers. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh loves Brock Bowers. They asked they, him about it, and he said uh, what he thought about playing for Jim Harbaugh. He said, that'd be sweet, uh, which <laughs> reminds me of something his idol, uh, Rob Gronkowski, would say. There was actually a, a photo that went viral of Brock Bowers at Media Day hanging out with Crockett. <laughs> I don't know. It just it's it's a very unfortunate looking photo. If you aren't watching, uh, I'll I'll describe it visually for you. But he looks way smaller than Gronk. It could be just the framing of this photo. He's wearing like black shoes with very low cut socks. He's, he's got his shorts up pretty high. Uh, Brian Baldinger with a nice cameo in the background. Right? Why why is this so funny? It's just he looks uh, he looks very dorky, even though he's a dominant tight end from the SEC. Well, A, it, it highlights the size of Gronk. Gronk yeah. has now been out of the league uh, for how long? He's obviously shrunk down. He's not doing the same level. I'm sure he's still working out, but he, he's still as big as Brock. He's tall, oh, yeah. as tall as Brock Bowers. He's as wide as Brock. That's what stood out to me. It made me think immediately like, oh boy, is this guy going to be able to block in the NFL? The other thing is I look at the build and I'm not seeing like super chiseled elite athlete. So what I saw on the field doesn't match the body I see here because this guy looks like he's about to go play in a magic. No, the, the guy, the guy in the photo looks like a guy that I could bench the same. Uh, I'm sure it's not true, but I, I feel like if I walked into a gym and saw this photo of Brock Bowers, I'd be like, yeah, I can throw up the same amount. I'm sure it's not true, uh, but uh, he certainly looks that way. Ryan, as far as the odds where he lands, uh, Tennessee Titans one of the favorites at eight to one. The reason I think this is getting some of the steam is because they asked him who he would like to play for. Now, normally players don't answer that question. They keep it like, Hey, you know, I just want to go to the best situation. He immediately just said Titans. Uh, so I think maybe the fact that he said Titans, that, that, uh, that doesn't work that way though. Yeah. That's not how the NFL works. We no, should get usually him up you don't get, unless you're Eli Manning, usually don't get to, uh, pick your uh, own team, hold out for a better situation, Ryan. I don't think a Bowers family is royalty in the NFL. I mean, you got if you if you're royalty, you get a little special privilege. It worked out for Eli. It worked out for the Chargers too. Everyone Did wanted it? what worked. What's worked out for the Chargers in the last? Oh, they season? had Philip Rivers for all those years, and as <laughs> as many Chargers fans would tell you, both San Diego and Los Angeles, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I, I don't Winning know. wasn't I, his problem. Winning was the franchise's curse. 
you know, I, I went down, I, I really started looking at this market from the bottom uh, and then going up towards the top. Is there, are there any like true long, long shots that you think could even be in, in the contention to, to pick up a guy like this? Cause you know, the scouting report is going to change your offense. The scouting yeah. report is he's going to be what Kyle Pitts wasn't, which is, uh, is some Falcons sort of at 18 to one. No, <laughs> I, honestly, like when I see a team, uh, I know the Rams like to throw draft equity around. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's an interesting uh, team right there. Uh, the team that I circled, Seattle Seahawks. This is a okay. new team. They've always deprioritized the tight end position. They've yeah. never really run one out there. It's always been a mix. You now have Mike McDonald, who over the course of his time, he's played on some teams with some nice or he's coached on some teams with some nice tight ends. That th- That's an interesting uh, dynamic there, especially if they see that as a position of need. I don't know if that's the case with all the receivers. Um, but like I said, everything keeps coming all the way back to just like, oh, yeah, the Chargers are going to take him. That would be the Chargers pick, just like Quentin Johnston was always going to be the pick last year. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have a fun, sexy well, pick and, and some some are projecting he could fall out of the top 20, which would probably be crazy, but – well, where, when did Gronk get picked? This is fun trivia. Gronk is a uh, second round. Yeah, forty second overall pick, and yeah, it was did. only because he had back issues. Yes. I mean, wow, what a pick! That well, and then also uh, according to Gronk, uh, he fell asleep during the uh, Patriots interview because he was so hungover from the previous day. They still selected him. Uh, so shout out to Belichick for knowing to power through that with well, Gronk. He, he has a he has history with that, right? He coached Lawrence Taylor. He understands how to give someone special privileges <laughs> when they're an elite <laughs> talent, and maybe they like to go hard off the field uh i'll tell you this arizona cardinals at 30 to 1 are Mm. interesting they need more offensive weapons better pass catchers around a uh kyler murray Trey mcbride uh, he kind of had his moment stepping up last year that's true i could just see them you know running some 12 personnel again it's 30 to 1 the team i really like is uh cincinnati Bengals at 14 to 1 you're in an arms race in the AFC, you may not have T. Higgins coming back. What better way to replace a T. Higgins guy that can open up the field for Jamar Chase? I mean, they don't have anyone really at tight end that I would be worried about him stealing the job. So uh, Brock Powers to the Cincinnati Bengals at 14 to 1 feels pretty good. Here's a fun one. Saints are 16 to 1. They love having a million tight ends. You got Jawan <laughs> Johnson. You got Jimmy Graham. Taysom Hill still running out there. At uh, Yeah. I, yeah. Again, I, I would probably just sit and wait this market. Maybe that maybe news can come out that will cause the Chargers to drop. But again, people plugged into the Chargers seem like the Chargers are very interested in Brock Bowers. Yeah, and and doesn't I mean, seem like a Harbaugh pick though, right? Yeah, I well Harbaugh seems like a build through the offensive and defensive line. That's what I would be doing if I was Harbaugh because you need to protect Justin Herbert. You don't need to get him uh, flashy weapons at this point. Uh, speaking of flashy weapons, uh, we got a great <laughs> guest coming up. You know him. You love him. He's going to be talking some hoops here coming up in the next segment from DK Nation. Julian Edla will be joining the program when we return. Talking hoops, college, little pro, maybe a little all-star weekend. All that and more when Follow the Money returns here on Visa. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. 
If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Subscribe today and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back, everyone, to Follow the Money. I'm Sean, second the Money Green with my partner in picks, Ryan Real Money Kramer, Sports Gaming Podcast, filling in for Mitch and Paulie. Ryan, uh, we got our pizza fill on that previous segment. I haven't put in the order yet, though, just in case there's any other <laughs> late, and in case we want maybe some garlic knots, uh, maybe an, a, a side calzone to share. Oh, yes. A little stromboli, Ryan. Oh, man, I miss a good stromboli. Uh, I feel like you can only get that on the East Coast. All right. Enough uh, enough talking about food. Uh, Time to dial in on some golf plays. Joining us from the Cut Maker podcast, Mr. Jeff Seeley. Jeff, uh, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. It's going to be a fun week at Riviera. Oh yes. Uh, fun week indeed. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's just start there. Big picture. What do you make of this course? What kind of golfers, uh, are you looking to highlight and get down on, uh, for the Genesis invitational? Yeah, guys. I mean, this is a, uh, you know, it's a hundred year old. So it's a really old school, traditional course here at Riviera. And, and, you know, it's, we've got a lot of undulation, a lot of slope. We've got narrow fairways. We've got small greens. So again, this is, and they say it time and time again, this is a shot makers course. And, you know, people use the corollary for Augusta as a good example. And I think it is in that it's not so much you have one skill set that'll work, but you've got, you've got to be able to find fairways and you've got to be able to hit some of these small greens. And if you miss, you've got to be able to get up and down. So uh, there's a lot of different things you got to factor in here this week. And, and, uh, well, so again, that's why I think it's going to make for an entertaining tournament, but there's a reason you often see the best ball strikers at the top here. And it's very rare. You see a scrub at the top of the leaderboard. Like we've seen some of these huge bombs over the past few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, no amateur is going to take this one down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see an amateur win this week, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll get to kind of the top of the board, but we have to venture down a little bit because I just gave out as one of my pizza bets uh, something, uh, a golfer that you also like. I see you also have Siwoo Kim winning, uh, or at least a play here at 50-1 to 1 for the Genesis Invitational. Tell the good folks why we uh, <laughs> like Siwoo Kim. And in, and in full disclosure, I was, I was heaven and hawing on whether to fire on Siwoo Kim, uh, you said it in your place to our producer, Luke, and I'm like, oh, okay, if Jeff's on him as well, that's a good side to fire on it. But uh, why do you like Siwoo Kim this weekend? Guys, in, in over 10 years of golf handicapping, I don't think Siwoo Kim has ever graded out number one in my model. <laughs> wow. So I, thought something, I, thought, I thought something was wrong, and I re-ran it like four times. But look, like long-term, long-term form, he's seventh off the tee, 28th and birdies are better out of the rough. I mentioned the fairways are going to be hard to hit. He's third around the greens, 43rd on approach. And the thing with Siwoo Kim is he's usually a terrible putter. He's 13th in putting on these are comparable greens. Short term, fourth off the tee. Third and birdies are better from the rough. Sixth around the green and 43rd in putting. A little more normal, but still. And the guy, his form is elite. A T12, a T14, a T25, a T42, literally improving his spot on the leaderboard every single week. 
He has had some success here, although not recently. In 2022, he gained off the tee, gained on approach, lost six strokes putting. In 2021, terrible on approach, but gained on putting. The thing was, though, guys, in 2020, he gained five strokes putting here. And in 2019, he gained seven strokes putting wow. here. So if we're, if we're getting a informed Siwoo Kim who's striking the ball great on a course, he's proven he can be hot with a putter on. I mean, look, it's a massive gamble. Betting on him is like watching a car crash. But <laughs> if he, if he puts it all together one time and, and against 50 to one, he can miss field. He would never, never be this low. This tells you like even the, the odds makers are looking at this and they're running the same things and they're seeing Siwoo Kim is a good bet this week. 50 to one great price. Let's get it. Let's cross our fingers and hang on for the ride. <laughs> yeah. I love, uh, I love comparing it to betting a uh, car crash there. Great analogy on having some Siwoo Kim action. What about, what about top of the board? Uh, maybe not quite as a long shot as Siwoo Kim. Who do you like there? Uh, that's a little bit, uh, you know, uh, maybe one of the bigger favorites uh, who's jumping out at you there. Sure guys. Two guys. I like your kind of, or three guys, I guess, towards the top middle. Uh, Sam Burns, he's not going to grade out great in any models. So I think in DFS, if you want to play Sam Burns on DraftKings, I think he's a great play there. Um, he's missed the cut the last two times here. But again, there, and, and there's a kind of a revised cut this week, so I'm not as worried about that. Um, he's average off the tee, average with his irons, but his form is elite. He finished, we saw him finish sixth last week in the waste management. He was climbing up the leaderboard there on Sunday, 10th of prior week. Third in his last three, so tenth, six tenths third his last three events has a third and a twenty third place finish here. Give me a guy who's not going to pop in models like I said, but who's really good form and experienced to go low. And I like him two to one at top ten. I think uh, that's my favorite play for Burns plus two hundred top ten. Uh, Cam Young, I played also top ten at three to one. Bet a little bit at thirty five to one. Again, another guy we saw play really well last week. Actually putted well for the most part. Missed a few short ones, but. Did gain with the putter. Um, his short game isn't great, but Cam Young strikes as well as anybody. So, again, eighth of the waste management last week. Comes in with a 20th, a second. There's only two appearances here. Um, I like Cam Young a lot, and I like him at uh, plus 300, top 10. And then the ultimate course horse here, guys, is Adam Scott. I mean, he's 35 to 1, but nobody likes this course as much as he does. And his last five trips, He's never missed a cut and he has a win and two more finishes inside, inside the top seven. So gaining off the tee well lately for an older guy, 14th in this field. We know his approach game is going to be strong. His putting is actually surprisingly good here. Um, it's a, and his form is really good. 20th at Pebble, 8th at Waste Management. I think he's probably the best top 20 play on the board at plus 120. So I like some Adam, Adam Scott money as well. Well, Adam Scott action. Adam Scott and uh, it represents the population of golfers that makes me feel old because I remember being young and Adam <laughs> Scott being young. Now Adam Scott old. Yeah, he's a he's a favorite anytime a Masters time week comes along. Love, love uh, kind of dialing up some Adam Scott. So I, I added him to the list, Sean. We will have a slice of Adam Scott. Oh there. yes, uh, add him to the pizza bets. Uh, off air, Jeff, you were mentioning uh, Sep Straka as a uh, pizza bet potentially for the Masters. Do you like Sep here? as a long shot for the Genesis as well. Yeah, guys, anybody that, that listens to me on this show knows I'm a, I'm a huge Sepp Straka stand. And uh, anytime I can get him 80 to one or better, I got him at 90 this week uh, and plus 250 top 20. I bet him uh, 300 to one the minute when the masters, you can still get him at plus 150. 
Um, look, guys, he, I think he's just a tremendous play every week. Average off the tee, decent birdies are better out of the rough, but um, you know, pretty good putter from 10 to 20 feet. Short game's not great, but again, ninth in approach from about 150, 200 yards. If he hits enough greens, the short game won't hurt us. Um, made three straight cuts, excuse me, cuts here and has a top 15 finish two years ago. So I like a plus 250, top 20 a lot and throw a little pizza money on a 90 to one and strike it a win while you're betting him, throw some money on him to win the masters at 150 to one. And then other guys appear. I like Grio 90 to one top 20 plus 250. You talk about a car crash. That is exactly <laughs> what Grio is betting on Grio. Um, and again, another elite ball striker who is not a good putter, but really good birdie or better from anybody misses the fairway comes in with very good form. Um, so again, I think Grio's worth a play. And then Hollywood, Tom Hoagie, uh, 130 to one is what I got him at. He's top 23 to one, just an elite, elite ball striker. And guys, he has a legit chance to win this tournament. Anybody over hundred to one, uh, Tom Hoagie has the best chance to win this tournament. Elite, elite iron player, elite iron player, really solid and birdies are better from the rough. And he's shockingly fourth in the field on these type of greens from 10 to 20 feet. Not normally a good putter, but he puts well in these kind of greens. Give me Tom Hoagie at over 100 to 1. And uh, I think those three guys, bet them all top 20 as well. But I think you, you'll, you'll find yourself profiting at the end of the week if you take some stabs on those guys. All right, so we're also going to get a little chicken parmesan hoagie at the p- pizzeria. <laughs> there you go. There you, there go. you go. Oh, man, that's going to be tasty. Uh, one real quick. I see you also have a Jason day here. I feel like we didn't hit on him. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jason day? Yeah, honestly, guys, he's, he's decent off the tee, his birdier, but his birdier better percentage of the rough has been phenomenal over the last 24 rounds, fourth in this field, finished sixth at the pebble was T nine here last year. Add all that up. And we're getting 45 to one or so on Jason day, former world number one, tremendous top 20 play at plus plus one fifty. I think he's worth a shot as well. Love it. Uh, Jeff, uh, giving us some pizza bets and some, uh, I don't know, some T-bones as well. Some meteor <laughs> plays uh, in the uh, in the higher favorite range as well. Tons of great plays. Make sure you check out the Cutmaker podcast and follow Jeff over on X at Cutmaker. Jeff, appreciate it. Uh, when Follow the Money returns, Kramer and I talk a little college hoops here on Visa. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSEN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, hit on the uh, Genesis Invitationals, a bunch of uh, angles covering that. Of course, the latest podcast links to VSEN's top reads, latest odds and trends. I mean, think of how many garbage emails you get. Get one that can help you win. Head over to VSEN.com slash newsletter to subscribe today. Welcome back, everyone, to Follow the Money. I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green with my partner in picks, Ryan Real Money Kramer. Sports Gambling Podcast filling in for Mitch and Polly here this morning. Kramer, uh, talking more association. Yeah, more drama. Uh, oh, we, yes. we got, we got, uh, you know, it's uh, we got Moonoff, who is a drama queen. <laughs> He's been called before. Yes, uh, drama queen, but the king of uh, picking the NBA on the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Joining us here on the line, Moonoff, the Machine Manji. What's happening, Moonoff? How are we feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, you guys finally got some time to talk about uh, the NBA <laughs> after the dust settles on the NFL season. So. No, now, now it's all eyes on hoops because that's all we have to talk about. So we know March Madness around the corner. Obviously, NBA uh, is it's full in, or in full swing. I know NBA All Star Weekend is approaching here, but still a lot to be determined, guys. So definitely looking forward to the rest of the NBA season. Yeah, and and I do feel like these few days leading up to the All Star break, kind of gotta be careful here with some of the motivation yeah. situations, uh, some of the different just just spots, little tricky spots. What is uh, toss out some plays? What do you like here uh, for tonight uh, going into uh, Wednesday night for the NBA? Yeah, let's go with the uh, the last game on the West Coast between the Clippers and the Warriors. So, again, I think, like Sean, you mentioned, you want to make sure to check the injury reports on who's playing in these final couple of days before the All-Star break because 
last night about eight hours ago around midnight after the Lakers game was over. LeBron already said he's not playing tonight in Utah. So keep that he in mind. He announced himself out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, Kawhi Leonard, he's not going to be playing here tonight for the Clippers oh, either. Okay. Uh, he's dealing with a abductor strain. So I'm looking at the Warriors in the spot, minus the three against the Clippers at home. And one of the hottest teams right now in the association has been the Golden State Warriors. And Steve Kerr has finally figured it out in his rotations. And he's finally forced his or the I guess the players um, with the injuries that they've been dealing with. They've been having to play their younger guys. And I think that's really panned out for Steve Kerr and the Warriors. He inserted Jonathan Kaminga into the starting lineup. He's been playing absolutely fantastic uh, basketball. And you take a look at the Warriors over the last eight games. They've actually won five in a row and they've actually won seven out of the last eight games. And they've covered a seven out of the last eight games as well. So I think there's an opportunity for them. These last two games for the all-star break, they're above 500. They probably want to keep it there. Carry that momentum into all-star break coming out of all-star break because this team is finally healthy guys. And if you take a look at the numbers, They are right up there over the last five games in offense and defensive efficiency. And they are actually the number one defense tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers over the last five games. So they're playing great on offense. They've really tightened the screws on the defensive end. I think they get the job done here for a Clippers team. That's probably a little tired. You know, like I mentioned, Kawhi Leonard's already out. Paul George, James Harden, who probably wants to get back out to Vegas. Give me the Warriors minus the three. Yeah, yeah, Warriors uh, line already, it's sitting right at two and a half, and and I think as Munoff was saying it, uh, just switch to three here over on uh, DraftKings. Yeah, it feels like a good spot here for the Warriors at home, and yeah, I mean, fading the Clippers on the road. The Clippers had a really nice run, but even that yeah. run feels like it's cooling off a little bit here. But fading Harden with a look-ahead spot to Vegas? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's situational <laughs> handicapping at its yeah, finest. We got, we, had to, we had to call around and see if uh, uh, Harden's already made reservations at certain uh, which you know. club. I mean, he we, he's, he's probably the kind of guy who likes to eat dinner at one club and then entertainment at another club. So we'll have to break all of that down. He's yeah, probably. Does he have a personal assistant or does he do the booking himself? A lot of questions. Uh, and Sean, he has some hosts out there in Vegas oh, you know, yeah, to take yeah. care of all that it's, for him. Of course. Yeah, you you thought you thought the uh, Super Bowl brought a lot uh, to the economy here in Las Vegas. Just wait till James Harden comes to town. Uh, yeah, and then looking at the betting splits, forty three. Percent of the tickets, but sixty-five percent of the money on the Warriors, Sean. So, ooh, okay, razor sharp, razor sharp indeed. Munaf, uh, what's another play you like here on tonight's slate? Yeah, let's talk about a revenge angle here. I uh, know we don't talk a lot about player props here, but the Indiana Pacers—they're heading to Toronto to take on the Raptors, and this is the first game back for Pascal Siakam since he got traded from the Raptors oh, yes. over to the Indiana Pacers. So. You know, I'm a narrative guy. I like those revenge angles, especially in the NBA. You know, guys are petty, like, you know, Kramer mentioned a little (laughs) drama in the NBA, as you may say. But I think it's a good spot to take Pascal Siakam and kind of give it to his former team. And you take a look at his points prop right now uh, against his former team. Pascal Siakam is sitting at 21 and a half. It's a little bit juiced at minus 135 over on DraftKings. But I think it's a good spot. The Toronto Raptors have really been struggling on the defensive end of the basketball they just they just gave up a a triple double with blocks to uh, Victor Winbenyama the other night. 
uh, and they are the third ranked uh, or the third worst uh, defensive rated team, I should say, over the last five games as well. So, you know, expect Pascal Siakam to cook up his former team. I expect Tyrese Halliburton to uh, look for him as well, get him involved early. If you want a player prop, I think that's a good revenge angle here uh, before the All-Star break with Pascal Siakam over 21 and a half points against his former team, the Toronto Raptors, guys. And perhaps this is uh, maybe a little NBA laddering opportunity. If we think he's going to go uh, full bonkers against his own oh, yeah. old squad, maybe start playing some of those alt point totals up, uh, up, 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 and up. And we'll be, we don't even we still don't haven't cut the roof out to fit our fire truck ladder in here. But <laughs> yeah, may, maybe one to, day we still have to get the uh, actual ladder in the actual studio. We'll talk to maintenance. Uh, still working on getting our ladder <laughs> prop in here. Uh, and and you mentioned the Pacers in general. I think this is a mm-hmm. nice uh, spot for them you know Toronto can be frisky as a home dog but the the Pascal Siakam uh, angle I think could probably cover them uh, or you know help to help ride them to a cover here laying four yeah. on the road uh, maybe you can find a three and a half but uh, Pacers coming off an ugly loss uh, to the Hornets in Charlotte so certainly a bounce back spot maybe they you know maybe Spicy P and crew were already looking ahead uh, to this spot here in Toronto uh, definitely a get up spot here for the Pacers and like the uh, like the Siakam uh, player prop as well. Moon off uh, anything else jumping out at you on tonight's card? Um, Yeah, I think let's go over to that Pelicans and the Wizards game. I know this is not the game that stands out for the night, but I think this is a good spot here for the Washington Wizards. And you take a look at the Wizards, obviously one of the teams in the association that has one of the worst records, right? We talk about the wizards, the Hornets, the Pistons, but if you take a look at the Warriors, sorry, the wizards uh, road numbers here, they've actually been pretty good against the spread uh, in their road games. So on the road this season, the wizards six and 21 straight up. All right. Not the greatest, but they're 17, nine and one against the spread. They've actually covered six straight games on the road thus far, uh, sorry, over the last six road games. And they've all been mostly by double digits. They've been pretty good at uh, covering these double digit numbers. And you also take a look at the scheduling spot here for the Pelicans. Pelicans are coming off of a four game road trip and they've played eight of their last uh, nine games on the road. So if you would go back and look at the schedule, they played four games on the road. They came back home to play a game and then they went right back on the road to the West coast. Uh, to play the Clippers, the Lakers, the Blazers, flew across the country to Memphis and now flying back home to take on the Wizards. So I think this is a, it's a very tough spot, especially that first game back at home after a long road trip. I think the Wizards can at least keep this competitive, keep it within uh, single digits here. They may not win the game, but I do think that they can cover the spread here. So I'm all over the plus 12, plus 12 and a half for the uh, Washington Wizards against the Pelicans. Plus Zion coming off a game where he played 35 minutes. So that's, <laughs> that's a heavy workload for Zion. He's <laughs> yeah. big boy. Check the tires. It Another is. guy that's looking forward to the uh, all-star break. Maybe he's going to be out there with Vegas or in Vegas with Harden. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got some bounce on and off the court. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, professional sports is the only job where uh, your employer can just uh, release a statement being saying that you're too fat. Like, I mean, they were really <laughs> body shaming Zion early in the season. Like with the in-season tournament, they're like, uh, yeah, he's way overweight. He's out of shape. And who see, saw like, this coming? Yeah. The Pelicans have. Yeah. I mean, uh, in hindsight, he had that personal trainer he had last year was doing a good job <laughs> keeping the soda away from him. 
phone. Yeah, uh, the, when the girl was clowning him, saying he has soda everywhere, I'm like, come on, is the, is nothing sacred? Like, you can, come on, I, you don't have to spill uh, spill all the beans here. Spill the soda. Yes, <laughs> spill all the soda. Uh, real quick, a play I like, Moonoff. What do you think about the Knicks here coming off the loss? They're twelve seven one ATS after a loss playing against the Magic. It's a back to back spot uh, for the Magic. Uh, Knicks looking like they're catching uh, three and a half here over on DraftKings. I mean, this is to me just a get up spot, especially off that tough loss against the Rockets. They were yeah. very, very frustrated to say the least. I think they're going to come out uh, firing on all cylinders like them catching the short number here, plus three and a half against the Magic. How say you, Munaf? Yeah, I'm with you. Again, Magic on back-to-back situations, two and eight straight up. Um, and like you mentioned, Knicks coming off of that embarrassing, or not embarrassing loss, but the controversial ending. So I think they'll be get up. They'll get up for the spot against the Magic. We got more NBA when Moonoff and Follow the Money returns here on Vison. This is Follow the Money on Vison. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit five bucks and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back, everyone. Follow the money. I'm Sean, the second the money green with my partner on picks, Ryan Real Money Kramer. Sports Game on Podcast filling in for Mitch and Pauly Kramer. More hoops talk here on a Wednesday. Oh, drama, all-star weekend. Look ahead to the look ahead to the break, party houses. Who who knows what's going on in the NBA? Yes. And uh Moonoff was uh joined by Moonoff Manji, NBA Gambling Podcast to clarify All-Star Weekend is in Indianapolis, but we are still projecting that James Harden will find some time to make <laughs> his way to Las Vegas. So just, just for those of you who may have been confused, saying I thought it was in Indianapolis, he's gonna make time. He's gonna have like a three-day layover. Uh I remember when uh, Dennis, well, the shrimp cocktail in Indy, too. That's oh, legendary. Yeah. You know? You're right. So. <laughs> he's he's got to make sure he gets out there. I mean, you remember, uh, what was it, uh, Dennis Rodman? They just let him, like, take a week off in the season to hang out in Vegas because he needed a blowout. He did decompress, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Harden had a similar arrangement with the Sixers, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah. was allowed to just take trips to Vegas during the season, you know? Yeah. He had business to take care of. A couple days of. off. Uh, who are we to judge? Vegas, uh, awesome place. Maybe he wants to get down on some uh, future bets. Imagine here going to your boss and being like, I know I have this job that you pay me a lot of money for, but I also have this <laughs> hobby. And I'm going to need to fly to Vegas every weekend. Sorry. It's just, it is what it is. I love how you describe it as a hobby. Uh, (laughs) Hey, while we had, while we got moon off on here, very sharp guy from the NBA gambling podcast, talking a little uh, awards uh, market uh, for the association Uh, in particular, NBA MVP, pretty interesting uh, market. We got going here. Uh, Joker right now, minus 150 SGA plus 280 Giannis, although out there at seven to one, Luca ten to one, and then uh, it gets really nuts. Tatum forty to one, Kawhi Leonard forty five to one. Uh, Embiid was kind of in the mix there, not going to get there obviously because he's not going to qualify game wise. But yeah, uh, who do you like here in this market? Any any interest in any of the the long shots as well? 
You know, so I think we may have missed the number on Jalen Brunson. I know it's down. It's still at 55 to one. I believe yeah. I want to say a couple of weeks ago, it was at 100 to one for Jalen Brunson. And I mean, you take a look at this Knicks team with all the injuries that they are dealing with right now with Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson and OG Ananobi. Uh, Jalen Brunson has been that guy for them. And I know they've been still able to maintain the, the play. Um you know, winning games with all those guys being out and it's been led by Jalen Brunson. And I think the league is finally starting to notice that how good of a player and an all-star player and a superstar, I think that he's going to be, he's on that trajectory for this New York Knicks team. And I think the advantage also that Jalen Brunson has, he's, he's on the East coast. He's in a big market, obviously the New York Knicks, one of the, you know, bigger, more historic franchises uh, in the NBA that, I think that there's an opportunity for him to sneak into this conversation. He's definitely going to qualify barring any significant injury uh, for, to enter the conversation here at 55 to one. I do like that SGA at plus two eighty is also intriguing because we had mentioned, I know we're talking about this offline that that Western conference is separated by two games from seeds one through four. I think the only caveat for SGA guys will be that their head coach, Mark Dagnall is the odds on favor right now to win coach of the year. So I'm not sure. I remember the last time, maybe in any sport, maybe you guys remember it, maybe in the NFL where a head coach and a player won MVP in the same season. So I think that would be my only hesitation with SGA at around plus 280 right now, currently over on DraftKings. But those two guys kind of stuck out to me as far as guys that you probably want to get down on right now to win the uh, NBA regular season MVP. There is something about getting the the garden rocking like Jalen Brunson has, and he's just an easy guy to get behind. I think he's like a fan favorite. Certainly the media seems to enjoy him. The story, like bringing the bros from college back together. There's a lot, a lot of the narrative stuff that makes sense there. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm writing it. We got to, we're going to like, that's like, we're having, hey, yeah, a, we, we're having a full pie after the show. <laughs> another pizza bet here. Yeah. We were, we were already talking pizza bets earlier. May have to add a slice on uh Jalen Brunson here at 55 to one moon off, making a good case. And, and to your points, uh, both of you guys, like it is a narrative driven award, right? Yeah. Uh, the, these New York writers who oh. make up the voting public, <laughs> Let's be honest, too. Like, I think the Knicks have been surprising people. And how do you reward the Knicks? Do you do you give Tom Thibodeau uh, coach of the year? He's 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 30 to one. But if you don't do that, maybe you can make a case for Brunson MVP to, to Munoz point, especially in the East. If they're able to climb at all uh, in the standings here, probably, you know, maybe the one seed is out of hand. But if they can get like the two seed, uh, I think you can certainly make a case for Brunson MVP and and it's someone different it's 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 a new story I think that's always appealing uh and and also too like the Nuggets how hard are they going to push towards the end of the season like Joker's already won the MVP they've already won the title I think they're going to be focused on you know making sure he's healthy well rested going into the playoffs so if they take the foot off the gas a little bit that could hurt some of his production numbers that you need and then meanwhile Thibodeau he doesn't know there's a cruise control uh but on some of these NBA players because he is going to run them into the ground 110% redlining the entire team the entire season. That's what makes him so compatible with Brunson. 
just yeah. just grit. Yes, uh, total effort guy. And uh, yeah, love the Brunson uh, long shot there, Moonoff. Thanks for tossing that one out there. Uh, what about uh, what about Coach of the Year? I mean, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the Coach of the Year odds if we're if we're able to pull these up because they are they are all over the place. I mean, I mentioned Tom Thibodeau; he's thirty to one. Joe I feel Mo- like he's a little too uh, fr- frictionless. Recently, wanted to yeah. right. So I think that uh, for Tom Thibodeau, I mean, he's got his guys on this Knicks team where he, he, the guys that are going to come down and, and, you know, play defense like you got, like you mentioned, right? Jalen Brunson has his guys from college on this team. So I think Tom Thibodeau, because he recently won, I think, Sean, what you mentioned that it's a more exciting story with, with Jalen Brunson. It's a brand new story that people want to probably want to talk about. And there's probably going to be voter fatigue with Nikola Jokic because he has won it back to back. They won the title last year. He got finals MVP as well. So I think that kind of drives into the award as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Missoula, 20 to one. I, I don't know if that's, um, I don't know what the, we the just story forgot all about it. We just forgot all about the, the ups and downs of Joe Missoula. <laughs> sorry, completely a hard pat. No way he wins this award. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, certainly, um, yeah, I don't know. Like the, no one's really, I think, looking to reward this Celtics team. Uh, whereas I do think that people want to kind of celebrate the Knicks to some degree. Rick Carlisle, fourteen to one. Tyron Lue at plus five fifty uh, for the Clippers is a guy that probably should be I- I considered, but it's always tough because he has Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden. People think like, oh, it's just all talent, but really, the fact that you're getting these guys to play together and you're getting Kawhi, well, of course, who's sitting out tonight but for the most part getting them playing yeah. and getting them ready to go on the court and managing these egos he probably should be in consideration but i don't know if he is Munov, what are you looking at here in the uh, coach of the year market yeah it's not the most exciting odds but i think chris finch at three to one makes a tons of sense to me because you take a look at the minnesota timberwolves last year that they were dealing with a lot of injuries right carl anthony towns missed a lot of time uh rudy gobert was still trying to find his way with the minnesota timberwolves because he's more of a defensive guy and having two big men uh on the court at the same time in cat and rudy gobert i think it's a task in itself to figure out and you take a look guys last year the minnesota timberwolves team won 42 games last year this year, they've already won 38. So approaching the all-star break, depending on how many games they have left, I mean, they all may have almost reached that win total that they won last year within the first half of the season through about 50-some-odd games. So, And if they do, like you mentioned, that they are the odds-on favorite to be the number one seed in the Western Conference, I don't think Carl Anthony Towns would be in consideration for MVP, neither with Anthony Edwards. I think it just makes a lot of sense for Chris Finch at three to one to win that coach of the year award for the Minnesota Timberwolves guiding this team from 42 wins last year to possibly being the number one seed and winning 50 plus games uh, this season. Number one seeds plus 180 coach of the year is plus 300. Yeah, I mean, take the three to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, we were kind of talking about this when we were talking to NFL coach of the year odds and kind of how you can you can shop similar. Uh, hey, you expect this outcome to happen? Is it better to get this price or that price? But I'm with you. If the Minnesota T Wolves are the number one seed in the West, it doesn't seem like Cats uh, really in the running for MVP. How do you reward no. this T Wolves team? You give it to Chris Finch at three to one. I I I, I like that logic and certainly like the Brunson uh, the pizza bet there at fifty five oh, yeah. to one. Uh, that's pretty fun as well. Uh, Moonoff, what uh, real quick before we let you go, what is one yeah. market you're gonna be looking at uh, for All Star betting? 
Uh, we'll probably look at the three-point contest. There's a lot of in, in, in intriguing names on there. Uh, I'll give you a bet right now, uh, eight to one on uh, on Lori Bird, Lori Markkinen, uh for the Utah Jazz. I think that's a good opportunity for him, you know, to come into this uh, three-point contest at eight to one. I really like his odds. He's a pretty good uh, three-point shooter. Love it, Moonoff. Appreciate the time. Uh, make sure you check out Moonoff on X. Uh, at SportsNerd824 and check out the NBA Gambling Podcast Best Bets when we return here on Visa. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.